When I arrived in California about a dozen years ago now, I found something disorienting almost everywhere I looked. Ten-lane freeways were a terrifying experience after years in the woods of New Hampshire. I, I began to find my way around based on where I could feel the ocean was. Fog replaced snow, and, and houses stood just inches apart from one another and carried a shocking price tag. I could go on and on. But there was one element in particular that grabbed my attention and, and perplexed me in my being. And this was the grass. The golden hills of California confound me, dry as they are in the peak of summer, when my East Coast sensibilities insist that the grass should be lush and, and green and tall. It surprises me, I suppose, because we can see the whole life of the grass here, season by season, year by year. It's never buried in snow and ice, thereby rendered somehow beyond our consideration as it is back east. Here, here, the grass is always right before us, shooting up bright green right now in the winter, growing tall and then drying in plain sight, golden and withered, becoming this thin, brittle tinder for the fires that can come racing through. This is us, the psalmist says. The brilliant tender shoots and the golden hills, both. Our days are like the grass, he writes. We flourish like a flower of the field. When the wind goes over it, it is gone and its place shall know it no more. The grass is as blunt a reminder of our finite reality as is the ash we use to mark ourselves. Our days are like the grass, this California grass, where every year our, our ground dries so completely that the earth itself is cracked open. And then every year, incredibly, the rains come. Sometimes more and sometimes less, but the rain comes and life returns. What then does it mean to live and die and live again? as the grass on these hills. Be as the grass, 
It hides nothing, growing wildly, casting seeds as possibility out on the wind, standing in in parched earth, consumed under flame and billowing smoke. And yes, once again and miraculously, sending these tender shoots up through the fresh mud. The grass is as real as it is simple. It cannot hide here in California. It cannot be disguised as anything other than it is, season by season. But God knows that we can, and we do. We grin and bear it, this This so often being the the tough and supposedly successful American way. We put on a good face, though maybe more out of pride than hopefulness. We act like we have it all together when we need a hand. We nod when we're bewildered. Enter Jesus and his absolute no-nonsense approach to this life of faith. We come to this teaching from Matthew's Gospel every year on Ash Wednesday. And every year it feels to me like a struggle. We practice our faith in community. We do it with our bodies. And so how can we do that in secret? Do we we mark ourselves with ash only to wash it off quickly before anyone sees? Must generosity be anonymous? What's really going on here? Well, to begin with, I think that it's about intent, about how we orient our hearts as we live out this faith. But even more than that, This year, I've been chewing on how Jesus warns us against being like the hypocrites. When you give to those in need, when you pray, when you fast, whenever you live your faith, do not practice it as the hypocrites do. It is excellent counsel that Jesus gives, and I think, though, that we often miss the bulk of what he's saying. When we talk about hypocrisy today, we're generally referring to how we contradict our espoused values with what we actually do. And yes, it is great to try to avoid that kind of hypocrisy. But Jesus is talking about something deeper here something even more fundamental to who we are. The word that comes to us here as hypocrite refers most especially to an actor, an actor on a stage, to one who plays a part, who pretends. The hypocrites that Jesus is calling out are those who are reading lines from a script, 
who are choosing a disguise rather than showing the truth of who they are. This call for how we pray and give and fast, it's not about these specific practices or about our faith necessarily unfolding in private. It's about the need for faith to be fully lived and honestly carried out. Jesus is urging us to be real, even within the terror of how we sometimes find ourselves and our faith parched, broken, maybe even on fire. These are not times for acting. There is no pretending for the grass, for the way in which it is so beautiful and so perfectly finite. For us, though, there exists the choice to show up or not. Lent, then, Lent is a time for dropping the disguises we cling to, a time for getting honest about where we hurt and what we need. It's a season for telling the truth about how little control we have and where we want to search and strive with the power that is ours. There have been, I think, few who have done more than Brene Brown to promote this call to be real and show up. A professor of social work, she has put the study of vulnerability squarely in the mainstream. And she's offered language and tools to learn this way. In one of her early books, she leads us into embracing vulnerability with words from a speech by Teddy Roosevelt. He says, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who, at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. This way of daring greatly is Uh, the way we practice our faith, the way we're called to practice our faith in Lent. This is the time to get into the arena, to be real and honest, to be searching and forthright, to drop the ways of hypocrisy, these ways that have never served us, which is to say, Stop acting. Stop pretending 
with everyone, but especially with ourselves and with God. It is scary, and it is costly, and it's pretty risky, honestly, because it is real. The grass does wither. The wind does carry it away. And our lives are finite also. As a society, we are far more aware of this truth this year than I think we have been in perhaps a very long time. But here, too, is the gift the possibility. When we are real and honest, when we show up before God and one another as the beautiful and fragile humans that we are, it is then that we are found and healed and made whole. This is the way of Lent if we will give ourselves over to it. Knowing that our lives are as the grass, we choose to go into that arena anyway. We step forward again and again, trusting that even in the most parched times, there is new life waiting to emerge.